The Start On Demand. On demand. Today is a special day for not just us, but for our listeners as well. It's World Radio Day, so we'll share some of our favorite memories of radio, and we'll get some of your favorite memories. Hal Anderson spoke to a Winnipegger quarantined on a cruise ship. We'll hear from her and how she is surprisingly in good spirits. Have you kept your New Year's resolution for keeping fit? And boy, did we get some hilarious guesses in today's trivia for James Taylor tickets. I'm Brett McGarry, alongside Greg Mackling and Loren McNabb. We are Mackling, McGarry, and McNabb, and this is the Thursday, February 13th podcast for The Start. Greg Mackling, before we do anything else, I always like to address when you're looking extra snazzy, and there is a reason for said snazz. Where are you going to be today? Today I will be at London Drug St. Vitale Centre. It's the midnight deadline for the ultimate bonus prize for St. Boniface Hospital Foundation Mega Million Choices Lottery. So usually there's just one of these bonus prizes, but because it's approaching Valentine's Day, we're going to do two. Oh, boy. So you got to like that. Two people... We'll have the choice of brand new vehicle, a trip to South Africa, or 25 grand cash. Oh, my. So that's nice. I mean, if you're going to buy a ticket anyway, you might as well get it on the early winning. And the uh, 50-50, last year we set a record for the largest ever 50-50 in Manitoba. We're going to beat that nice. this year because of the support of our listeners and uh, viewers on Global, everyone that supports St. Boniface Hospital Foundation Mega Million Choices Lottery. So we're very grateful for that. So uh, might as well get your tickets. Get them right now. StBMegaMillionChoices.ca. Is that an acceptable Valentine's Day gift? I yes, think so. Absolutely. I take that. I think that. so. Uh, I can't buy the tickets, clearly. But uh, when we think about our story in our house, um, the boys being born in the NICU, spending a month there. But I always think about the day that the boys were born. We went to the hospital at about 5.30 in the morning. We'd been to exactly two birthing classes. And coming up that week, they were going to be giving us the virtual tour of St. B and where to go. We ended up in the kitchen. <laughs> downstairs in the basement and a lovely lady who worked in the kitchen had to take us up to triage to where we go for for delivery and stuff like that because like I had no idea where to go she's in the, the throes of labor this is happening you're in the kitchen in the kitchen are we did in you the right ask place? her did are we, we order right something <laughs> after like on the way uh, like this could take a while do you think you could uh, send up you know maybe some mac and cheese or 5 hours 45 minutes after we walked in the door both boys had already been born oh. Jackie oh, wow. always says I didn't have one single contraction uh, good well, lord well, I only ask about food because when I had my first we were in Brandon and uh they offered free, I can't remember if it was Domino's or Pizza Hut to any new fathers. Like, this was the ad. And I was like, why is this for dads? I think that was the ad. And I remember, like, distinctly several times over 29 hours, oh, my husband God. being like, we're going to get that pizza, though, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, if you imagine pizza one more time. I will smother you with it. I do. But then, but then honestly, after it happens, you're like, I am kind of hungry. I could, I mean. Well, yeah, that sounds like something that would require a little like, bit of burning of energy. You're tired, but I can take a slice. I can, I can, um, I, I can uh, make you feel a little bit better about your position on that and your consternation and anger around that. 
I um, confessed to taking a bathroom break in between the birth of my two children. Brandon came out and I said, is there any way I could go for the bathroom? It's been a long morning. I haven't been to the bathroom <laughs> For twins, yet. it could be seconds. <laughs> um, yeah, you got time. Did she want to kill you? I would have yeah, also, oh, I would have trust happily, me, it oh comes up God. all the time. It's been a long morning. Oh, I haven't a had a chance to go to the washroom yet. <laughs> oh, it's been so tough standing here Ooh, watching hard you. Hard work. <laughs> Hey, when you got to go, you got to go. Oh, God. Sometimes. <laughs> the contrasting oh, uh, you know, efficiencies or uh, responsibilities of uh, males and females in uh, our, our lives. Hey? So uh, today, by the way, February 13th, tomorrow, of course, is Valentine's Day, February 14th. But today, February 13th, I just cracked open my social media and saw a post from The Shift with Drex, who was on overnights on 680 CJOB and across the country. And uh, he reminded that today is World Radio Day. And that got me excited because we want you to share with us your favorite radio memories and tell us why you think radio is special and you can text us those thoughts at 204-780-6868 we've also got posts up on all of our social media twitter facebook instagram you can weigh in however you want just let us know why you think radio is special and at 645 we'll have a conversation about our favorite memories and greg and you can correct me if i'm wrong but i seem to recall you some of your favorite memories involve uh, being under your blanket as a kid listening to <laughs> hockey games, is that? Big time, okay. absolutely, and scouring and and scanning the dial for any radio station when I was supposed to be sleeping. So yeah, I've, I've got a couple of memories there with regard to sports and radio and for sure. we know we've got listeners from other parts of the world listening in, so let us know where you're listening from too. We got Don who's always on the road in Memphis or Milwaukee or where was he last week? New Hampshire for the primaries? I can't remember. <laughs> Something like that. We've got Colorado Phil. We've got a loyal listener in Missouri who uh, often texts us to tell us what's going on in that part of North America. We know we've got listeners all across uh, Manitoba into North Dakota, Minnesota, Northwestern Ontario, Saskatchewan, etc. And we have a, a text message that came in right at 6 a.m. from a listener who, it was, a, it was actually a calendar reminder that today is Radio Day. So this listener says, Happy Radio Day, the start crew. Thanks again for making early mornings enjoyable. Have a wonderful day. And this is now, now that I work in radio, this is what is special to me about radio is getting to interact with our listeners because I remember how passionate I was about radio when I was a listener. So now to have the privilege of interacting with our listeners is special to me. So we thank you for your interactions and your passion. Mackling, McGarry, and McNabb. Today, February 13th, is World Radio Day. And we wanted to take an opportunity to get you to share your favorite radio memories. And we will share those throughout the morning here on 680 CJOB. We're getting a lot of text messages so far at 204-780-6868. And you can weigh in on Twitter at 680 CJOB, on Instagram, as well as on Facebook as well. And Jeff Braun is here, Cam Poitras, Jeff Fortier. Greg, let's start with you. Oh, I wanted you to read something that you got on Twitter first. You want me to read that? Read yes, it. Okay. please, right. because it, it, it is a super powerful message, and uh, we know that it has had a tremendous effect on you this morning, and uh, Loren and I can't even look at you, because no, uh, otherwise all three of us will be uh, <laughs> sitting here crying. I'm not crying. looking at you right now, actually. <laughs> oh, go for it, Brett. I'm actually trying to find the comment. Uh, where the hell did it go? Um, well, it was from Bruce, who said, 
that you know what? I'm sorry, I can't find the tweet here. Just so you, okay, I'll someone let else you, find it, and then I'll let you. I'll let you dig for that. Yeah. And uh, you know, it's funny because Brett, you were the very first person that phoned me ever from CJOB. I used to phone in to all the call-in shows all the time. So we know you were on the list of do not answer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I snuck in on the air every once in a while, but Cluche, Courier, Adler, Irving, they were all friends before I ever met them. And then now to work with them, that, that's just mind-blowing for me. But, you know, radio has allowed me to follow my sports teams wherever they went. And that's the power of radio for me. One of the long list of things, places I couldn't go with them, including inside the stadium, I could see from my bedroom window. I could hear the cannon when the Bombers scored. I could hear the roar of the crowd, and I would listen to Bob Irving Call the plays. Jets hockey in the middle of the night, in the early morning. Ken Nicholson calling the Jets when they traveled to Japan on New Year's Eve for two games against the Soviet national team. Finland, Moscow. When I lived in Brandon, couldn't get the games on CGOB because we power down at night. The only Jets games I could get was when they would play the Colorado Rockies, and I could tune in KOA in Denver, Colorado, just barely enough to hear the game. So three or four times a year, I was able to listen to the Jets on the radio. So that idea, that constant companion that people talk about has always resonated with me. One constant companion is the, the source of Bruce's tweet, and I did find it here. It took me a second. I, he, was a, he was replying to Hal's tweet. I just got lost in the Twitter tree, as it were. But Bruce... Says, I have many fond radio moments, but my single fondest memory is Christmas Eve of, I think, 2005. I was all alone, and Brett McGarry was on duty at CJOB. I just felt like I had a friend talking to me between the wonderful old radio shows. And, uh, and it, can, it moved me to tears when I first read it, and, and I can feel them coming again. I just am so touched. Bruce the good old boy. Yeah? Oh, yeah? Bruce Taves? Yeah. Of, of course you would know him. Well, I'll I was saying this morning, I don't know about you, Jeff, but growing up in rural Manitoba, radio was like kind of the thing that kept you sane sometimes because you'd do long drives or on a farm. My parents would be in the combines or trucks. Like there's nothing else. You're in the middle of the night. Yeah. You've been working 17 hours or you're going somewhere and you got nothing. Like you, you need that. It is a companion. It's filling the void. It's filling your mind. It's, 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 it is a friend. My radio. first car was a Ford Fairmont and I'd drive back and forth to Brandon for college, for yeah. radio college. And I'd listen, and the only station I could get, it'd drive me nuts when stations would fade out or whatever, so I'd just put it on uh, the oldie station on the AM yes. dial and just listen to oldies yeah. for three hours yeah. each way. Was it 580? And I knew all the words, I could just sing along the whole time, it was awesome. 580? I'm trying to remember what that was. Yeah, that KY58. Was KY58, yeah. Nice. Out of this building. Yeah. Yeah. For me, radio actually, you know, helped stop fights at, at work when I was working at the pizza place because somebody wanted to listen to this kind of music, somebody wanted to listen to this kind of music, like they'd want to put... In, in their own CD, but instead be like, okay, just put it on the radio and we'll all be fine. Really? Yes. The and, peacemaker. And who, who else, who else, you know, heard the announcer say, this song is coming up and you need to, to record that song oh, on, yeah. on a tape. Oh, yes. On a tape sure. and you put that tape in, you, uh, uh, you wait for the song to start and you hit record. Uh, good old mixtapes. That's a great, that's a great memory. I remember sitting by the radio to get 
countless uh, one song in particular was a song by the Goo Goo Dolls I was waiting for and it, earlier in the earlier 90s I'm Too Sexy by Right Said Fred yep. when Tom <laughs> uh, was on mornings over there at uh, at Q uh, I remember waiting to get that song on cassette. What about you, Cam Poitras? Uh, Why? Well, I, I don't really have any emotional stories or anything like that. I kind of just uh, kind of well, got into What are you doing here? Industry. Get out of here. I got, <laughs> lots of, I got nothing Jeff... to do, bring to the table. Yeah, what what well, about when no. Jeff Braun told you school was canceled? Oh, yeah, that was great. Well, I kind of got into this industry just kind of, you know, I actually had heard uh, uh, Phil on Power 97. He was doing these uh, ads for, for um, the Academy of Broadcasting, and it was something I wanted to get into, and I... I just flunked out of uh, university, and I just was not going to do university at that point in my life. I just had no interest in writing papers and stuff like that. And so I had a conversation on, on the phone with my mom, and she was yelling at me. And uh, you know, I, I was working um, in construction at the time with my uh, family's concrete company, Intercity Concrete. And we were, and she goes, "What are you going to do, Cameron? You're going to be shoveling gravel for the rest of your life? Is that what you're going to do? You're going to shovel gravel? You're going to do that?" And I said, "Fine, I'll go to radio college." And that's how I got into the industry. Great to have you, Cam. That's pretty yeah. awesome. Yeah, that's it. I also <laughs> enjoyed that shameless plug. There. Yeah, well, yeah, no problem. Shameless plug, no problem. I'm sure oh your God. mom loves the impression you do of her, too. Oh, she adores it. <laughs> you just made another favorite radio memory for me, Cam. Oh, really? That was priceless. Oh, my God, the look on your face, the, the animation. Mackling, McGarry, and McNabb on this World Radio Day. We're going to bring you our latest health series feature in a moment, but I have a text here at 204-780-6868 that I would love to share. This radio memory, my mom putting on Art Bell to help me sleep as a kid, listening to him talk to time travelers and hearing what hell sounds like. Made me grow up a little too fast, maybe. This one hits home for me, though, because my first job at 680CJOB was the overnight shift, and I loved when Art Bell would come on. What did he used to say? From the high desert in the great American Southwest. I bid you all good morning, good evening, wherever you may be. Welcome to Coast to Coast AM. Like a Scirocco. Her mom put that on for her. There was some <laughs> not candid topics on that overnight show yeah, for sure. I loved that show. Thank you for that memory. Keep those memories coming. 204-780-6868. And now we talk fitness. Yeah, it's mid-February. And if you set your New Year's resolutions around getting fit, they may have fallen by the wayside by now. I was at the gym this week and so fewer people than there were even just a week ago. Hilarious. <laughs> In our ongoing serious Canadian health and wellness, Global News reporter Diana Foxall spoke to experts to find out how you can make exercise part of your daily routine and stick with it. People often ask me, like, what's the secret to behavior change? And, and there is no secret. It takes work. That You have to face that. That's Dr. Shailen Strachan, Associate Professor of Kinesiology at the University of Manitoba. I wanted to get her take on why some people stay motivated and exercise regularly, while others seem to set goals or New Year's resolutions around activity, only to fail time and time again. In my line of work, I get to see people who do make this change, who maybe go from from not exercising at all to becoming active. And it's so powerful uh, to see the reward or or just the the astonishment they have at what they can do relative to what they used to do. One hurdle many people encounter when trying to get into a regular exercise routine is time. Jody Bodnerchuk, head trainer at Shapes Pemina, says it's important to be realistic when looking at your schedule and planning out those workouts. 
too many people try to do it the opposite way. They try to make like th that life is the gym. Um, it's not going to work that way. Eventually that does fall apart. So you have to look at realistic. How many times can you get into the gym? How long can you spend at the gym and plan your programs around that? And what gets you active in the first place isn't necessarily what's going to keep you moving. Learning that you, you know, you gained 10 pounds over the holidays or that, yeah, your, your blood pressure has elevated over the last year can be shocking at first. We have ways to, to learn how to not worry about that. And, and so those things tend not to sustain us. Um, so the things that keep people exercising uh, come from within. So if we can learn to exercise for reasons that align with our values and our interest, research shows over and over again that those are the things that are going to keep us coming back. So what are some of those internal things that could keep us going? Mental health, I think, maybe one of them. Diana will have more with Kathy Kennedy, who is in for Jeff Courier this week on this fitness series. Right now we want to talk about something Something bad that happened outside of Winnipeg Safeway, right? Yeah, the uh, headline is this. Three teens stabbed during brawl at Kiwaiton Grocery Store. That's from City of Winnipeg Police. Three teens were stabbed after a brawl in a locally, local grocery store Tuesday. This, according to police, Winnipeg Police were called to the Safeway at Tyndall Square at 850 Kiwaiton Street just before 7 p.m. Um, printer let me down here, so I can't read the rest of the story. You too, Loren? No, I got it. No, I don't. But anyway, the three boys were inside. They're all teenagers. Two were taken to hospital and released. A third um, took himself to hospital and has been um, upgraded to stable. There was no, I guess, the brawl that happened didn't, didn't uh, end up impacting any bystanders, you know, in, t in terms of people jumping in. But it was actually a listener who texted us around this time uh, yesterday morning saying any word on what happened there. They had understood there to be, they were in the store, they had heard there was bear spray as well and a really scary situation. And the reason why we bring this up is that we've talked a lot about just different crimes we've seen in retail outlets across the city over the last year. And in theory, the idea has always been that someone steals something and kind of runs out or there's been that kind of crime going on. The idea that a brawl with knives, with teenagers that would take place inside uh, a well-known common grocery store is kind of another level to the thing that you said this morning, Greg, that you think many people have feared. And I think that this, if we want to tie it back to the liquor store uh, robberies or not, I think that that was, or this was maybe what most people feared. This idea that there was a lack of accountability, the lack of consequences for one's actions, this idea that young people, some young people have gotten the idea that they can do whatever the hell they want, wherever the hell they want to do it. And that's what has people angry. It wasn't about protecting a bottle of Crown Royal. That's not why people were trying to stop these robberies. The idea of lawlessness taking over somewhere where they were, someplace in their community that they forever felt safe. And now this idea that it feels sometimes like there are very few places that are genuine safe places, including our own homes with the amount of security that we're putting in our own homes. People, I think, are frustrated. And that pushback that we saw with the liquor robberies, I think, were people foreshadowing events like this one. And it was worth pointing out as well, this Safeway is in that same 
Tyndall Market right. with that liquor mart. And I've been wondering over the past few months because we haven't been talking about it as much, and actually, not I don't think even hearing about it as much. There was a stretch there over the summer and the fall where our listeners were telling us quite regularly about things they had witnessed, and you would also see the same things posted on social media. And so I'd, I'd had some hope over the past little while that perhaps things were improving. But then there's another part of me that wonders, are we seeing fewer thefts and fewer of these brazen incidents or incidents where these three teens were stabbed at a Safeway? Or are we just becoming so complacent that when we see them, we don't even talk about them anymore, which which might be worse. And I don't know what the answer is to that. I'd be curious what you, our listeners, have been seeing and hearing, because I'd like to I'd like to know if things are improving. That would be great to hear that some of the measures being taken are helping, that perhaps there's less crime on our streets or worse that it's the same. And we've and just we turned just, a blind eye stopped, and we've accepted we it. We just accepted it. So if, if you've been seeing this or if you've been seeing less at your local store that you've often seen things at, let us know. 780-6868. Do you, find, uh, do you ever find yourself a little jumpier than you, mm-hmm. than you used to be? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I've even mentioned uh, the fact that when I get in my car in the morning, I get in and the first thing I do is lock my door. I have those eight kilometer or eight mile an hour locks. My doors lock automatically once I get rolling. But the idea that I might put my head down to charge my phone, put my phone where I put it when I'm driving in or sorting out some other items in my car that I might actually look up and find a stranger in my driveway, maybe looking at me through my front window or my driver's side window, those images, those thoughts go through my head all the time now. And two, three years ago, never gave it another thought. Twice this week, yesterday and today, I have turned around to make sure I close the garage door. And I always, when I leave, the inside door's locked, everything's locked. So in theory, if you go into the garage, that's in theory, hopefully as far as you go. And then twice, for whatever reason this week, I've thought, I better just, let's just be sure. And I've turned around and gone home. That's why I've been late. Hal Anderson is in studio. He joins us right away. But Loren McNabb, we're getting tons of text messages on World Radio Day. You're sharing your favorite radio memories. And Eve sent one that uh, touched your heartstrings. Yeah, but I was talking about how growing up in a rural area, how your radio is your lifeline. And this is exactly what I was talking about. Eve says, I still remember helping my father and uncles on the farm, sitting in the three-ton, waiting to go to the combine to unload it at 11 at night, rolling the dial on the AM radio, just trying to find something interesting. And that's exactly what I was talking about earlier. And sometimes, depending on where the combines were in the field, that only one of them could pick up a signal. And so I can remember my brother's holding out the CB radio in one vehicle and holding down the button and being like, got a great tune for you. And they'd hold it out so that in in the combine down the field, just in case they could catch the sound coming from the other radio. So you'd hear that back at the house and it was awesome. Lots of memories of our friend Peter Warren, who was on the airwaves here for a long, long time. Here's one I didn't know. Do you remember Relay, Relay, Relay? This was obviously before text messaging. And so we'll come on CGOB. If Hal Anderson is traveling from Winnipeg to Clear Lake and can hear this message, you need to call home. <laughs> relay, relay, relay. Well, apparently it was Larry Updike's voice that was the voice of the relay, relay, relay. No idea. I and that no would idea. have been way before Larry worked here yeah. full time. So yeah. that was interesting. And then the other one about Peter Warren that we got amongst others. Uh, ma'am, uh, ma'am, take a long walk off a short pier. Yeah. <laughs> 
He'd say that to the caller? Oh, yeah. If he didn't agree with you or you weren't articulating your point well, he would have told you to take a long Mm -hmm. walk off a short pier. And he always had his raspberry of the week. (laughs) So thanks. Keep those memories coming. Hal Anderson is in studio with us. Hal, you spoke with a Winnipegger who has been quarantined on one of those cruise ships. Deborah Chan. Uh, a former Winnipegger, she has not lived here for 15 years, but she spends three or four months here every year at Christmas and babysitting her grandkids. Mm. So she, I, I, I don't like former Winnipegger. I she's always say she's a Winnipegger. Anyhow, uh, and can I just say quickly, thanks to Craig, so many of the great opportunities we get to do our job, like talking to Deborah, come from a listener saying, hey, I got a friend, mm-hmm. so thanks to Craig uh, for letting me know about Deborah. So Deborah Chan, her husband, John, they are quarantined on a cruise ship. Take a listen. We're doing as well as can be expected. Um, we haven't got any problems. Or we're feeling well and we're keeping active, so I guess things are okay. Where exactly are you and how long have you been there? Um, we're in the... Uh, Japan Bay, where the Yokohama terminal is for cruise ships. So that's just outside of Tokyo. And uh, we're quarantined in port, and we've been quarantined for a week now. And we had just finished our cruise, so we've actually been on the cruise ship for 20 days now. So we have one more week to go. So, so they finished their cruise. Oh, by the way, you're quarantined, and they hope that if they continue not to show any symptoms, that they will be able to go home next Wednesday. Is she in her room, do you know, or is she allowed to go about? Very good question. They are, in fact, Loren, confined to their room, oh. but they are happy to have a balcony. They gave us all digital thermometers, each person, and we're supposed to monitor our temperature a few times a day. And when we notice it going over a certain amount that they've determined or if we feel like we're not feeling well then we have to call the 911 on the ship and they'll come and assess us and take swabs tilt swabs and whatever and uh so and being that we're quarantined from each other you know if if you were in the same room as someone they probably would come down with something but um you know but being that we're away we should be okay by now i would think yeah, the idea of being stuck on a cruise ship in theory isn't all that bad right. but right. if you're stuck in your tiny little room yes. Like, have, have any of you ever been on a cruise? No, and uh, but my question was, have you? Because because do they all have balconies? Like, they might be the lucky no, ones they to don't, have balconies. No, that's, that's exactly right. She considers themselves lucky because not all of them have a balcony. Yeah, the room I was in was tiny. It was the, the room was essentially wide enough for the bed, and that's it. Mm-hmm. So to, And I, I didn't even have a window. So if oh, I had no. been cooped up in that, I would go insane. But yeah. even with the balcony, she sounds like she's... In good spirits, She no? is in very good spirits. I was blown away by that. They're making the best of it. She's doing a lot of reading. I said, are you worried? She said, no. I said, what about your family? She goes, at first they were, but we talk every day. We FaceTime every day, and it's just kind of become their life for a week and for another week. And so they're dealing with it, and, and she's really hopeful that, you know, everything will continue to go well for them, and they can go home on Wednesday. That's a solid citizen, understanding yeah. that this quarantine's in place for a reason. It's not about me. Yep. I under, you know, understanding mm-hmm. the fact that this is the best thing overall for society, for me to be here so this yep. thing doesn't spread, or that we do everything we can to limit how much it spreads. I love people who have that mindset and that are capable of making the best out of a bad situation. Agreed. She had sh- she has shared with me some incredible pictures, which you will be able to see later on on Global News Television. 
and on CJOB.com. So watch for those. More from the interview coming up with Kathy Kennedy and for Jeff Courier. I think just before noon we'll have some more clips. And then my whole interview with Deborah Chan after the 2.30 news this afternoon. I know that we've known this has been happening, but my mouth has been hanging open this yeah. entire segment because I'm trying to imagine the possibilities of being quarantined and being worried about a possible disease. Mm-hmm. And now I'm just, I just occurred to me now, oh my gosh, what if I'm in the room with no windows, no balcony and my kids? Yeah. Then what? Right. <laughs> well, it was your fault for thinking you should go on a cruise with the, your kids in the first place, but that's a whole other discussion. Hey, on this World Radio Day, yes. I want to tie what we just spoke about and you all together. May I? Yes. Okay. So uh, one of our listeners saying, so I wasn't going to text, but I have to tell you my memories of CGOB, especially it does matter where I travel, whether it be to Europe, Canada, or the United States. I always listen to CGOB as I go to sleep. And as I wake up, I love being connected to my city and hearing all your wonderful, familiar voices. It brings me comfort. Comfort. So thank you for being my wake-up call in the morning, as well as for Hal Anderson making my afternoons always a joy. Ah, very nice. And I will share a World Radio Day story this afternoon on my show uh, because it was my dad, Gordon, that I know for a fact uh, caused my love of radio and uh, so I'll tell that story this afternoon. Both you and Brett have yes father's name Gordon. Gordon. Yeah, look at mm-hmm. that. Yep. Smash Gordon. Yes, uh, me and BS McGeary both yeah. have fathers. <laughs> oh, thank you Gordon. for bringing that up again. Yes. <laughs> I forgot to use that this morning. Brett's middle name is an S, therefore he is BS. Hey, I, I didn't get a chance, or I didn't have time to share my uh, radio memory, and I'll share it since Hal is in the room. I already put this on social media, but my fondest memories of radio uh, come from. Well, I used to sit at the breakfast table eating my cereal, getting ready for school, and I would hear Joe's voice and Kathy Kennedy reading the news. And I used to, so I used to listen to Joe and Kathy uh, when I would take the bus to university on my Walkman. But then there was a format flip on the radio station, and they went to class rock so then i switched over to power 97 where bj and hal lived and it was funny because i felt like i was betraying the the other station i felt like yep. i was betraying you're supposed to that. feel like that yeah, yeah. that's good yep. but but I, I i liked bj and hal so much i stayed there and the music was great and ultimately it was hal uh, who made me want to get into radio because i you made me feel good in the morning when i didn't want to be awake and i didn't yeah. want to be going to school and i thought I, I want to do this, yeah. and uh, so thanks, I just want thanks, to thank man. you, Hal. And as I, and I, as I said on Twitter to you this morning, uh, you said I, I somewhat inspired you to get into radio, and as, as I said on Twitter, I'm sorry about that, Brett. <laughs> Can I just tell one quick story about Brett McGarry, and this is why I love this guy. So uh, before I left CJOB, uh, I was having a bad day. It was near the end, and I was having a bad day, and I was walking down the hall, and I was almost in tears. That's how bad my day was. And uh, I was feeling like what I love wasn't what I wanted it to be. And as I was walking down the hall, Brett could tell I was having a hard day. And he just looked at me and said, I love you, man, and you are why I'm here. And uh, I'll never forget that. You're a great guy, a wonderful friend, and uh, sorry I'm getting emotional today, but it's been some long days, and anyhow. 
I can't believe World Radio Day has put so many tears in this uh, room. How that's not the first time you've <clears throat> cried in here this morning. Don't worry about it. Well, the first time this morning, but I've cried several times. <laughs> I didn't mean you. I meant us. No, I we know. We were already in tears, I, I think, at 6.07 this morning. So uh, You know what? And, and, and we... I, I've come to realize after almost 40 years in this business that we do what we think is sort of a, a silly job, a radio show. It means so much to so many people out there. I've had people come up to me in tears and say, you got me through cancer, you know. And so whatever you do for a living, it matters a lot to somebody. Yep. And you matter too, Hal. Thank sorry. you so much. You Thanks, have nothing Hal. to be sorry for, Hal. Never apologize for that. It means a lot that I had an effect on you like that. So. Big time. McGarry and McNabb. Valentine's Day is tomorrow, so perhaps you can win yourself a pair of tickets for James Taylor with special guest Bonnie Raitt at Bell MTS Place on April 21st. If you can answer today's trivia question, and I guess the hint will be Valentine's Day, men are responsible for 90% of these. What is it? Let's go to the phones at 204-780-6868. Gail. Hello there, Gail. Hi. Um, messes in the kitchen. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you have not lived with the people I've lived with, uh, Gail, but, uh, yeah, that's, uh, no, that's not the answer. <laughs> okay, thanks. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> Once upon a time, I'll, just quick side story, like, uh, 10 years ago when I lived uh, with my girlfriend, I left the, I always did the dishes, but I, I took a stand and I left them to see if she would do them. And they went, they sat there for over a week. And finally I had to cave and oh. do them. It took me two and a half hours to do the dishes. A week oh, worth of dinner. How, much, how did you have that much inventory of, of plates and cutlery and whatnot? In, in hindsight, it was quite shocking how many dishes we had. Mike. That's, that's a problem. Do you, <laughs> hey, Mike, do you know the answer? Uh, Rose purchases. No. Good guess. But uh, no, that's not it. I need the question again. What was it again? The question is, men are responsible for 90% of these. What? Ziggy, do you know? Probably leaving the toilet seat up. Leaving the toilet seat up. That's a that's a good guess, but no. Okay, thanks, guys. Mm-hmm. Have a great weekend. You too, Ziggy. My <laughs> guess is urine-related as well. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to go much okay. broader than that. I was just going to say, the world's problems? <laughs> I thought that was alcohol. To oh. alcohol, the cause of and solution to all of life's problems. Homer Simpson. Wendy, do you know the answer? I'm going to say forgetting about Valentine's Day. Nope. Ooh, good, good guess. Good guess. I see where she's going with that. Although I think with Valentine's Day, if, if it's not so much that they forget, I would guess that it's more like, oh, God, it's Valentine's Day. guess I got to go buy something. Lorraine. <laughs> so sour. Leaving their dirty clothes on the floor. No. Oh, but so true. It's oh. not true. Yeah, again, I... Uh, not true. I, I can vouch against that. Although, I mean, I leave. I do leave mine, but it's not just men. I, I, I guess I'll give a hint that uh, it's, it's a positive thing. As much as I'm enjoying the, uh, the funny things, <laughs> oh. this is a positive. Not, they're responsible oh, really? for 90% of something positive. So the rose purchases was, uh, was a really good guess, then. Yeah, on the right track. Corey, do you know the answer? Making dinner? No. Well, 90%? What? Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Corey, if you ever need to rent a room, uh, you're more than welcome to come and live with, our, with us. <laughs> uh, thank you. <laughs> hey, thanks for the guest. <laughs> Conrad, men are responsible for 90% of these. What is it? Pregnancy. <laughs> well, <laughs> 
the other ten percent. <laughs> That's not it, Conrad. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good, though. Oh boy, John. Hello there, John. Do you know what it is? Uh, I guess chocolate uh, purchases. No, no, that's not it. But uh, yeah, is it in the? Is it in the stratosphere? It's in the ball. But think, think bigger. Think bigger. Jesse, do you know the answer? Jesse, that's me. Yeah. Uh, How about uh, washing the car? No, no. Mm. Uh, That's a good one, though. Is it more romantic than washing the car? Yeah, you could say that. And a lot of these are probably going to happen tomorrow. Bill, do you know the answer? (laughs) Is it it throwing chocolate at and slowly backing away from angry females? (laughs) What? What? (laughs) You're not supposed to throw the chocolate. (laughs) My God. Hand it over peacefully at least. (laughs) That's not it, Bill. Romantic. It's romantic, people. Nice, right? Yes. Positive? Yes. Dale, do you know the answer? I think I do. I think it's uh, proposals. Yes, yes, it is! Yes! Marriage proposals. Very good. Men are responsible for 90% of marriage proposals. <laughs> Kelly says it's divorces. <laughs> well, I, guess it, I guess it turns out that way. My first wife actually proposed to me. Oh, so. really? <laughs> well, that's nice. How did you you must be awesome. How did you feel about that? Um, completely surprised yeah. and uh, taken back. So, did yeah. you feel robbed at all? No, not at all. You obviously was, said was, yes. I obviously said yes. It well, was uh, perfect timing. So, well, Dale, congratulations to you. I'm going to put you on hold. Forte is going to get your details off the air. Okay. Excellent. Thanks so much, guys. Thanks for playing on that, everybody. Some great guesses, some hilarious guesses. Oh, I love Throwing it. chocolate and backing away at angry females? I, Pregnancies? I need a Where more... are the other 10% coming from? I need... No, that was my question. Like, I, it's still science. Like, it's still coming from the same source. Am I wrong? You're not There's wrong. A, it's a single source. Well, well, in this day and age, there is there are alternative ways. To get so. it in, but it's still a single source product. <laughs> you get... Where's it coming from? On this World Radio Day, thank you so much for all of your feedback at 204-780-6868. And continue to send that feedback. Also continue to weigh in on Facebook, on our Twitter, at 680CJOB, and on Instagram. And I'll try to put out on our Instagram some details on this event we're about to tell you about that's coming up on February 17th, Greg. That's on Monday, Louis Riel Day. And last year, you may recall us telling you about the Play for Sven tournament held in memory of Ben Svensson, a former University of Manitoba Bison hockey player. This year, the Play for More three-on-three hockey tournament is working to bring mental health awareness and organizations which provide supports for mental wellness to the forefront. The Play for More hockey tournament takes place on the outdoor rinks at Bronx, Park Community Center. Joining us to talk about this is Donna Fabry. She is Ben's grandmother. Byron Spriggs, former teammate of Ben's at the University of Manitoba, current goaltender coach with the Bison men hockey team, and Andrea Purcell, who is one of the organizers. Uh, Donna, 
Byron, Andrea, great to see you. Thanks for coming in this morning. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thank you very much. What a labor of love this uh, seems to have become. Donna, I was fortunate to spend some time at the event last year. It was absolutely spectacular. So is this becoming an annual event now? I think it will. We um, Last year we were thinking we were going to raise a couple of thousand and we made 13,000. And this year we're hoping to raise more. All that money goes directly to uh, Canadian Mental Health, Project 11, and mood disorders and concussion research. Uh, It's something that's uh, very close to my heart, as you know. And uh, we really just want um, the community to be aware of the event and come out and learn about uh, mental health and take a pamphlet from some of the organizations that are there, enjoy the day, Um, mental health has become quite an epidemic, not just here in Winnipeg, but right across Canada. And we feel that it's something that we need to educate people about and hoping that that day will do that as well as have lots of fun. Byron, can you just give us a, just refresh our memory and tell us a little bit about Ben? Yeah, Ben was, uh, like I said, one of my, one of my best buddies and and former teammates, um, shared a lot of good experiences together over the years, um, you know, it's been it's been a difficult um, last, I guess, year and a half um, since he passed. But you know, like I said, we we've kind of really pulled together, not just you know as an organizing group of the tournament, but really as a community and, and the hockey community in general. And like I said, we're we're looking just to you know Ben's story isn't the only one out there, and that's kind of the biggest thing we want to you know we want to let people know is there's you know it's, it's okay to have your own story with mental health issues, whether it's friend, a family member, or even yourself, come out to this event and, you know, don't be afraid to, to have that story and bring it with you and talk to these organizations and learn that there's so much support around this kind of stuff. And so that was kind of the biggest thing was taking our story. And that's why we, we did look at renaming the event because it wasn't just about Ben anymore. It was about the entire mental health community as a whole and really opening up to more stories than, than just ours with Ben. Have you been surprised, Byron, about the number of stories you heard even last year at the tournament? You know, it starts with something personal, and then it's almost overwhelming to hear the struggles and the hope that comes from other people when you start sharing. A- absolutely. And, that, and that's like something that's really, really surprised me, um, you know, was, was how much, how, how many people just in their day-to-day lives can, can struggle with mental health. It doesn't have to be something as as bad as, as, a, as a suicide that you, that you know of, whether it's a family member or a friend, but it can just be day-to-day struggles with depression or anxiety, right? And, and how many people do struggle with that on a day-to-day basis and are sometimes scared to talk about it? And that's, to me, that's, and to all of us that have organized this event, that's a scary thing for us that people are worried that they can't say anything about it. So that's why we, we really want to try and make this as a community event as possible with such a positive feeling there so people aren't afraid to come and, and talk about their stories and ask, you know, Moodisers, hey, I'm dealing with this right now. What can I do to help get myself in a better place? And all the people, the staff, whether it's Mood Disorders Project 11 or Canadian Mental Health have so many great resources and great tools and so are so passionate about their work. And for us, it's been, we're not, we're not experts by any means. And we're learning every single day that we're working with these people. And we want them to know that we're not the experts here. We're, right. we're a group of amateurs. That, sort of the conduit. Yeah, exactly. We want to just 
put people together and, and creating a, a great space and a, and a positive environment for people. Andrea, last year you were an attendee and were more or less there to enjoy the festivities. This year you've decided to put a ton of time into this. Why is this so important to you? Yeah, you know, I can tell you why. Um, uh, Byron got up and when he kind of said that he wanted to only raise just a couple thousand dollars so they could uh, donate something in uh, Ben's memory, and, you know, the community pulled together and, you know, there was $13,000 raised that day and it was it was powerful. And, you know, I just really wanted to be a part of it and help. I didn't really give these guys a choice. I kind of just more <laughs> showed up and said, you know, please let me help. Like I so and, you know, it's just when I when when people come together like that, it's just it means a lot. It's it's touching. It's 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 important. Well, and Donna, this is, you know, kind of becoming, uh, this is a positive legacy for your grandson right now that this tournament has started and is on its way to being an annual event that's going to raise a lot of money and have a positive effect on so many people. Absolutely. it. Uh, the number four on Play for More it will always be our memory of Ben because he was number four. Um, but we realized that there were so many more people suffering with depression, anxiety, paranoia on a day-to-day basis that um, we needed to do more. And um, we also have a, a memory wall this year that we're putting up. So people can bring a picture and put that up or just write something that they feel they like to write, either about themselves or about somebody they miss. And we're hoping that will help um, people uh, feel a little closer to the event, and uh, what it might mean to them. Um, we have lots of activities for, uh, for the children as well. So we're hoping all age groups come out. And yes, it's a definitely a year-to-year thing that's a legacy, and it and it has been difficult for everybody that knew Ben, but we're getting past, you know, we're getting there. We're learning to live with that. So um, we hope everybody comes out and just enjoys themselves. What did what did you think last year, Donna? I know last year you were, you know you're kind of nervous because you don't know how many people are going to come, how many people will show, the money being raised. Must have been overwhelming to see that and to know that the support is just like the groundswell of support in your grandson's name has to feel pretty powerful. It was very powerful. We were overwhelmed. We were very grateful, thankful. The community came together. Of course, lots of people that knew Ben were there. They, his teammates from the Winnipeg Blues were there. Um, it was just a fun, fun day, and everybody said, we got to do this again, and we're going to be there. We're, we promise we will still volunteer and help you out. Is All there right. still room to yeah, get exactly what I was going to ask. What's going to happen this year, and how do we get involved? Yeah, so there's there's still we we had uh, two teams drop out. I won't I won't mention names, uh, but, <laughs> but we we did have two teams drop out. So we do have two spots. Not because they wanted to. Not because they wanted to. They wanted to be there more than anything. And I I got a phone call with the, with a few of them afterwards. But uh, <laughs> and I'm gonna give it to them. Don't worry. About it. <laughs> no, but we do have two spots left. So if there are some teams still looking to participate, they can do that. And you know if you do wanna to donate. Whether you come out on the day of or you, you'd like to reach out to us, that that is a possibility as well. Um, but uh, to us, the biggest support we can have at this point is just having bodies come in, in the door. There's so many things, you, whether you contribute or not, just being there and, and being a part of the day is probably the biggest thing at this point. And we'd love to just see so many people come out and just be a part of it. And these things don't happen without the generosity, not only of time, but also uh, in other ways, Andrea. Yeah, you know, like I'd really like to take a minute here to thank our sponsors because, you know, they they contributed. It's a big part of this. 
uh, you know, Turnbull Whitaker Insurance right away emailed me back and just said, you know, this is a worthy cause. They deserve it deserves support. He's happy to help. Uh, Jason at Secure Retail POS, Vector Construction. These guys have been big supporters even last year. Um, Frank Digital spent some time with us yesterday uh, to do a video um, for the event. Uh, Inland Audiovisual has donated the screens and stuff so we can show the video. I mean, all these things. Glenn and Cam McInnes, um, Curbside Game Box, Nick, uh, he was booked. He called me back and he said, you know, I really just want to be a part of this and help, so I'm going to make it work. I'll be there from 9 to 12. Uh, Mid-Cam Production, uh, Gondola Pizza, you know, they come and provide all our pizza for our loony lunch, which we're doing this year. Tim Hortons, the Kent family, we really just can't thank you guys enough. Uh, Lux Barbecue will be there all day. I'm not sure if anyone here has experienced Lux Barbecue, but let me tell you that those guys can take a no-name hot dog to a European <laughs> high-end <laughs> hot dog. Don't I know it. We are familiar. Don't I know yeah. it. Their, their magic spices that they sell and barbecue magic. So they'll be there all day, too. And, and by just... the way, there's no such thing as an, just a plain, an ordinary hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> hot dogs are magical. Right. <laughs> Carry on. Yeah. yeah, so, you know, just the, there'll be lots going on. We're looking forward to it. It is Play for More. It's a three-on-three outdoor hockey tournament fundraiser for mental health awareness, more understanding, less stigma. This is happening February 17th, Louis Real Day, 10 a.m. to 5 p.m., Bronx Park Community Centre. And if somebody wants to get involved, you can con- the, uh, the email address is playformore, so that's play, the number four, more, at outlook.com. Again, playformore at outlook.com. And Winnipeg Jets and Manitoba Moose mascot Mickey Moose and the Winnipeg Ice's Shivers are going to be there? And Little Freeze. And Little, and little Freeze. Free, yeah, Shivers and Little Freeze. There's two of them. They come in a pair. Oh, the really? Ice. Yeah, exactly. Is it Little Freeze or Lil, Lil Freeze? Lil. I'm Lil. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, thanks for listening to The Start Podcast. We are available on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Subscribe now and never miss an episode. And if you like what you hear, rate the show, tell us what you think, and hey, even tell a friend about the podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Greg is at GMACWPG. That's G-M-A-C-K-W-P-G. I am at Brett McGarry, B-R-E-T-T-M-E-G-A-R-R-Y. And Loren on Twitter is at McNab on Global and on Instagram at McNab on C-J-O-B. Talk soon.